Hi, my name is Ava, and this is my life without pants. I like to consult tons and tons of people before making any life decision, especially those with one very important trait in common. They are all way smarter than me, with an unending proclivity to help a brother out. I have to say, the decision to surround myself with very wise people who freely dispense their wisdom has worked out well for me. This is an especially crucial step when it comes to texting guys, specifically my friend Phil. Phil and I have been through a lot together, from watching weird French films to missing flights together in London to discussing the trials of dating via text-only communication. Luckily for me, this is a subject in which Phil is incredibly well-versed. As he puts it, Phil is a 26-year-old gay dude who's averse to the city's church street scene and relies mostly on apps like Grindr and Scruff for landing dates. I would argue that we're probably the most superficial and shallow group out there. If you can convince a gay guy to go out on a date with you, then I think you can convince anyone to go on a date with you. It's on this premise that Phil explains what we can all learn, and yes, unlearn, about texting potential love interests in five simple rules in his own words. One last thing I promise before we get started. Phil contextualizes his advice in the midst of all the terrible advice that already exists online. This might seem like one big game, and that might seem depressing. But keep things in perspective. You don't text to play the game. You play the game to meet the woman or man. The goal is to meet Sam in person. You text to meet. P.S. Sam is Phil's favorite unisex name. Let me start by debunking some of the key dating rules, mostly peddled by women's magazines. Number one, don't overtext. Seriously, disinterest is sexy. It's just fact. When a girl overtexts, she's desperate. When a guy overtexts, He's pathetic, which is unfortunate because if and when you like Sam, chances are you will want to text Sam, but it's crucial that you hold off until you know for sure that Sam likes you back and you'll only know that based off of more than one good date. When you like each other, you'll both text as much as you want, but until then, put down the phone. Don't give in to temptation. Not only is disinterest sexy, but it's also healthy. If you depend on Sam's texts to get excited, that's not healthy. Find other things to get pleasure from. You'll feel better. Gotta love yourself before you love slash text someone else. More specifically, if Sam hasn't responded to the last text you've sent, I'd suggest to wait at least 48 hours before texting Sam again. I personally have no patience for the double text, unless there's crucial breaking news that needs to be communicated. But that's your cross to bear. Number two, use as few words as possible. This is my favorite rule. This is my least favorite rule. Ever since I started actively shortening my texts, it's led to a dramatic increase in responses from Sam. The aim here is to take out as many words as possible without compromising the thought you want to convey. I had a really fun time last night, and I hope you found a way to get that beer stain on your shirt out. 
should become. Had fun last night. Hope that's name came out. I think that's a good idea. Should become. That's a good idea. No, just good idea. I can't meet on Friday because I have a family birthday party, but I'm free all day Saturday. Should become. Can't do Friday, but Saturday works. Okay, but no. Number three. Less questions, more statements. When you ask Sam a question, it tells Sam that you're looking for a response. When you give Sam a statement, it tells him you don't need a response. That is confident. And if Sam responds, it's because Sam wants to respond, which says more than Sam simply answering a question. So, hey, did you have a good weekend? Should become. Hope your weekend went well. Bonus that we managed to cut two words from the sentence. This sounds like a robotic business transaction to me. I would like to know the details of your baby cousin's birthday party. The more adjectives, the better. Coincidentally, I'd never send a text like that to Sam. Me either. Much better to couple it with something else. Which brings me to number four. Be a show-off. Suppose you've already had a date with Sam. Now let's revisit the text from rule number three. It can be improved. Hope your weekend went well. Saw Deadpool last night. You were right. Good movie. Captain Underpants is still better. In terms of structure, we check all the boxes. Short, efficient sentences. And if you're feeling brave, you can even cut the is in the last sentence. It's bad grammar, but grammar be overrated. I want to obliterate your phone into nothingness when I use y o u r instead of y o u apostrophe r e. So that's how I feel about that. In terms of content, this message is great. It's playful and it makes you seem like you've got stuff going on. It's also vague enough that it sparks Sam's imagination. Did you watch Deadpool with your parents, friends, or is there another Sam? You don't need to tell Sam who you went with. It's better you don't. Not unless Sam asks. Number five. Text earlier in the day. It might seem like a weird one, but stick with me on this. In general, I find that most Sams are more likely to respond. They've got the whole day ahead of them, so they aren't tired. But they're also ideally bored at work if Sam works in an office and looking for a distraction. And in general, I find early evening to be a bad time to text. Sam is likely tired from a long day at work and just focused on finding food and then unwinding or getting to fun evening plans. But every Sam is different. This is just the general pattern I've noted about most of my Sams. Now, as with every rule in life, there are exceptions. Gather the facts. Is your Sam a midnight texter? Is your Sam really verbose when texting you? If so, then maybe your Sam will appreciate longer responses from you, with proper grammar. Just ensure that every rule break is a conscious, calculated decision. But even when I'm on top of my game, I sometimes need extra effort to lock down a first date. It is looking bleak, and Sam isn't texting back as often as Sam used to. You need to give Sam something different. 
If you keep reaching out with the same type of text, it will feel like you're nagging. So, I bring you that bonus desperate times rule. Number six. Get creative. There are a number of ways of getting creative. You can take a starkly different tone in your text. From personal experience, I once asked a guy for his friend's phone number in a playful way. It got a response and restarted our conversing. This airs on the side of potentially damaging kind of bold. Know your audience. But my favorite is to actually talk to Sam without calling Sam. iMessage and WhatsApp have voice note options. Our goal, if you recall, is to get on a date so that you can see if there's any connection slash chemistry. Voice is one of the determinants of chemistry. If you two are a good match, then hearing your voice might convince Sam to hear it in person. And if Sam responds via voice note, then even better, especially if Sam has a nice voice. Or there's a chance your voice scares Sam. But if that happens, then Sam really wasn't right for you in the first place. In fact, if Sam stops responding altogether at any point, then you can find comfort in the fact that you gave it your best shot, which means that particular Sam wasn't for you. So be yourself. Just also follow these rules. things about meeting someone for the first time is that like you only get that first time once right so like why are you why are you trying why are you giving him all those good stories about you in text form it's so much better in person yes you're 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 smart and witty and cute (laughs) yeah but they might not they might not be reading it with the cute and smart and witty tone they're reading it in their own head and they're not they're not witty and cute and smart <laughs> likely right so yeah it really has helped me a ton uh, like don't ask too many questions don't the, the, the two big ones don't ask too many questions and and like shorten your texts how about you had your date it was great I want to see you again who texts first are you supposed to wait for him to say had a great night would love to see you again like is that a game as well that's a good question. I mean, for me, one good date is not enough to be like, oh, I don't have to play any, game, any more games. You know, slowly maybe ease away from it, but not it's, it's not enough. Like, you still need to be careful, I think. But, so going back to the first text post date, how crucial is that? Let's say you've had a date and neither one of you have spoken to the other, whether you're waiting for him or he's waiting for you. You know, how much time can lapse before 
communication happens again. Not crucial. It's not. Really? It's not crucial who who does it first. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's that's fine as as long as as long as you're not bombarding. Like if if he's not responding to that, like to the first one, then you gotta you gotta be very selective. It goes back to like the like the get creative rule. I mean, you have to try something at then at that point. Then you start. Creative. You gotta start throwing the kitchen sink. Whether you <laughs> whether it's the voice note or 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 a different tone in your text or throw an article at them or, 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 or something that you found or, or like a, a, a gif or something or I don't know. Like How you talk, am I not desperate Again, if your, goal, if your goal is getting on the date, then yeah, you gotta, you got to mix it up if he's not responding. Hearing back this, Phil, do you agree with all of your rules? Are you proud of those commandments that you put to paper and, you know... Act out. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been a little while since since I since I wrote it, and uh, and for the most part, absolutely, yeah, I think I stick by <laughs> most of them. It's these rules came about after like now years of of constant putting like forming them, like they they, they were formed over years of texting back and forth with dudes. So um, maybe the time of day one, maybe I mean that. That is where I like. I mentioned the part afterward where yeah, yeah, like exactly. There's a bit of a gray area, and uh, and every Sam is different. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah. So. If anyone listening gets a date out of Phil's rules, please, please write in, send an email, mylifewithoutpants at gmail.com. We want to know. Phil would like to know. Does he have a success rate? Thanks for listening to this episode of My Life Without Pants, based on the blog, which can be found at mylifewithoutpants.ca. Coming up on the next episode... When you tell your Italian family you will no longer be eating spaducci by choice, you may as well be saying that you are abandoning your country, your last name, and your mom for a slice of white bread and an early death. This podcast was produced and edited by Amanda Capito. The part of Ava was read by Jessica Waring, and the graphics were done by Channel 13. Special thanks goes to Philip Virgiuelli, who's actually not just my texting advisor, but my life advisor as well. I'm Ava Bakari, and if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes.